Hi, you're listening to The Grow Smarter Show. Today, we're joined by a former stuntwoman and entrepreneur, Bunny Young. We'll talk about the impact of work-life alignment and burnout prevention, so stick around. Want your marketing ad spend to go further? We've partnered up with Umbounce, the leading landing page and conversion platform, to give you a cool 20% off your first three paid months. Just go to unbounce.grsm.io slash grow smarter. That's unbounce.grsm.io slash grow smarter. Hi, Bonnie. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. If you were a wrestler, what would be your entrance theme song? Oh, um, the one from The Greatest Showman on Earth, This Is Me. I'm not sure if that's like great for wrestling, but it would be good for me. That's a solid choice, actually. <laughs> As I just run the other way instead of towards the ring. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about your stunt journey? Absolutely. So I had the opportunity to go overseas and do a live action stunt show um, with my husband and or my boyfriend at the time. And um, when I signed up for it, they told us that we couldn't live together unless we were married. Well, they told him this. So confess or confessibly, I don't think that's a word, but we're going to go with it. I'm not sure if he just told me that because he wanted me to marry him or if that was an actual truth, but either way, it resulted in me marrying him to go over to China so that we could do this stunt show together. And what followed was me learning how to do everything from fire burns and high falls to um, rappels and zip lines and fighting and motorcycle riding, and I spent the first year of marriage being paid to kiss another guy and shoot weapons and bazookas at my husband and hit him with vehicles and do this like four to five times a day. <laughs> that sounds like a good, healthy marriage, right? Yeah, I think there there might be a business opportunity in there at some point for like marriage uh, counseling or marriage therapy to to bring them out to do stunts with each other. So, you know, I've, I've since then, since we got home from China, I have lit him on fire several times. Um, but, you know, he's a professional, so he can take it. And even on our family photo, it's him on fire and my daughters, my three or my two daughters and I are all wearing superhero outfits. And we have a giant Great Dane that's in the photo. So, you know, doing stunts is very much like in some ways having a successful business and the art of preparation and the action, the presentation, making sure that you're connecting at the right time with the right people, with the right things or products or services, and that you're doing it safely and assessing the risks. And so I know it seems like a far cry from being an entrepreneur, but I think that especially right now, as we record this, a lot of, uh, 
the crisis that is going on, um, I, I lean back on both my training as a therapist and my training as a stunt woman to kind of really look at what risks are evident and how to mitigate those risks safely using the tools that we have for protection and for mitigation. Oh, absolutely. That's incredibly amazing, actually. So how did you find your current career path? That is a much longer story that I'll drill down to the Reader's Digest version to say that it found me. Um, you know, if you ask enough people what you're good at and you wake up one day and you realize that your J-O-B as far as your job description doesn't accurately match what you feel like you're put here on earth to do, I just kind of rolled out of bed and looked at the toolbox that I had of a background in counseling and psychology and crisis management, um, a stunt woman, a model, um, and, you know, kind of the schooling that I had and the opportunities that were in front of me. And as a therapist, what I really understood was that a lot of children with anxiety, even if I taught them the proper coping skills, when they went home, their parents were so stressed out about work and finances that it didn't really matter because the children couldn't thrive in such a stressful environment. So I thought being able to go to companies and businesses and help them manage stress and manage a better work-life alignment, because we know balance is BS, you know, there's no such thing as this 50-50 split, but an alignment was possible. And so I ended up kind of through researching and through conversations uh, in this world of work-life alignment in corporate and burnout prevention. And I thought it was just ironic since, you know, I went from fire burns to burnout prevention. And it, it's worked though, because it utilizes every single one of my tools and we get to do it in a really creative environment. I have an amazing team. Um, I have a heart condition, which is one of the reasons I'm not a stunt woman anymore. Um, and being able to have people evaluate from a perspective of purpose rather than just productivity, rather than just getting more done and getting things done, but getting the right things done and being intentional about it and being present was really what my aim was. My husband's in the military now and my dad's um, an army guy. My grandfather was as well. And so when you think about an individual that goes to work every day with kind of the most sense of, of purpose, I had imagined, you know, my dad, my grandfather and my husband where they're essentially keeping our nation safe and defending our country and they stand for something. And so how could we align the average individual and the average human with that kind of purpose within their own organizations where they would be proud to go to work and they would want to give their all and then also in return, be able to shut it off and come home and be with their families. And I think that's something that as a society, we're still figuring out, but being able to, as, as a firm for a better place consulting, create space for those conversations and continue to bring awareness to that space and how many people are burnt out. And it's not just people who've been in their jobs for 10 years. I mean, I was talking to a higher education organization this morning about students who are burnt out you know, that are just getting their undergraduate. And so this is kind of a, a global thing we're going to have to be working towards and specifically in the entrepreneurial area when there's no one telling you to go home and shut it off and you're 
the buck stops with you, it's really easy to burn out really quick. And, and seeing yourself as the business owner, as a resource, and knowing that you only have X amount to give to your job and then your company and your self-care needs a certain amount and just knowing how to throttle that back and build a business intentionally rather than just burning yourself to the ground. Oh yeah, for sure. I've been guilty of that on more than one occasion myself. So on the uh, burnout aspect, what do you feel is a good way to avoid that altogether? I think that kind of the societal norm is to have like this mental health break where you take a day off and and do nothing. And I think that at that point, it's, while I'm not saying that that's not helpful, if you feel like you're at risk, I'm just saying it's, it's not enough because you're doing this day in and day out to your body. And that's like being 50 pounds overweight and then saying, I'm going to go hit the gym really hard for a day. Um, you're, entire body and your mind and your energy are, are all needing practice the same way that muscles need training. They need daily habits and rituals that fill that bucket back up. And so I think having a, a morning ritual of a little bit of exercise, a little bit of nutrition, a little bit of meditation or mindfulness just to get the body, the spirit, the emotions, and your mental status all in check before you go to tackle the day is absolutely necessary. And I don't think it's a five days out of the week. I don't think it's a three days out of the week. If you're at zero now, then go ahead, start two to three days out of the week. But for optimal performance, it, it must be a seven days out of the week to be able to get up and fine tune your systems and Make sure that your feet are planted on the floor and that you're present. And that way you're better prepared to be proactively combating the stresses of the day. When you're reactive is when it's difficult to catch up. And the reactive is I'm going to take a day off to catch up on sleep or to catch up on you know, uh, my self-care, I'm going to get a massage. And again, I'm not saying any of those things are bad. By all means, continue to do them. But it's too little too late often and being able to, to make sure that it's a daily practice. And as organizations and when we're building these companies as entrepreneurs to make sure that there's space for that to happen and not just, you know, Monday morning mindful meditation before our meetings, being able to actively promote through wellness subscriptions and through company culture of this idea of making sure that we're restoring and taking care of ourselves first because we're such a precious resource. And, and it can take less than 30 minutes in the morning. You can use an app that has, you know, a quick workout or just do some yoga poses and just write in a journal. I think those are all really great resources. And I like to use a journal that kind of asks you, how are you feeling today? Like on a scale of one to 10 or what are you looking forward to today? I think any kind of gratitude exercise brings us back to the present and reminds us of really how lucky we are and how blessed we are, even when we're kind of in a funk and, and thinking very negatively because that negative thinking doesn't always serve us. So those are kind of the, the quick things that I think help us in the burnout prevention world. Um, exercise is really great. Even just a little bit of high interval intensity training for just a couple minutes or even a minute, just doing some jumping jacks to get that blood flowing it is really great to 
um, knock back that burnout. Oh, yeah, I absolutely 100% agree with that. Uh, I try to do that on a daily basis myself. What would you tell somebody that said that they didn't have enough time in a day to put that type of thing into action? Well, that's where, you know, the the conversation that I was leading to as far as if, if you can take the time now or you can take the time later and you can choose to it or you can have it be forced. I guarantee most of your listeners have experienced where they're just so exhausted they can't get out of bed or they end up getting the flu. You know, stress and, and burnout impacts your immune system. And the, one way or another, the world or your body or life is going to figure out a way to reset itself. So if you're not actively working towards that homeostasis or that sense of balance in your life, then you're going to have to find it one way or another. Just try to stay up for seven days straight. Like at some point you're just so exhausted that you're going to fall asleep. And so the body will take what it needs. What happens when you don't give it what it needs is that it starts taking it from places that would otherwise be helping you. So, you know, you could lose nutrition in your teeth. You could lose it in your immune system. You could lose muscle tone. Uh, some people lose elasticity in their skin. Your cognitive functioning can fall apart. So these are all things to be aware of that are signs that your body is headed towards a, a burnout or headed towards burnout. And it's making sure that as you're functioning on a, on a daily basis, that you're putting deposits back into that account so that you're not burning out. But to answer your question, one way or another, your body's going to take it. Your mind's going to take it. Your mind will just shut down. And this is where some people end up getting fired from their jobs because their performance ends up slipping. And on one hand, they're trying to show up and they're trying to push themselves because they don't want to seem like they're not capable of doing their jobs. But on the other hand, they're not putting their best foot forward and they're not doing their best work. And if they took a step back and just figured out on a daily basis of how to continue to invest in themselves and restore the resources that are very clearly being depleted, then they would serve their company better and in the long run be able to be more useful to society and themselves. Right. Kind of uh, like an automobile where you need to keep the engine maintained and serviced. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you could argue that that's kind of the energetic status that we're going through right now where everything's just shutting down and you see i don't know if you saw um but as we're recording this live it's in march of 2020 and we're dealing with the coronavirus but um you know italy has been shut down for i think 10 days 11 days now and on this mandatory like curfew and the canals are now clear and the swans have come back to the canals and so it's it we're literally watching what happens when we don't maintain our ecosystems and we don't spend enough time and energy and resources caring for these vital things that essentially it just shuts down and then new growth can happen and beautiful things can happen when you just allow that space for restoration. Right. Uh, focusing on the important things and prioritizing that's crucial. So with your career transition, do you suggest people should quit their jobs to start their own company, especially these days? <laughs> wow. So 
I don't feel like any way I answer that I'm going to win. I could tell you that being an entrepreneur is probably one of the most difficult and rewarding career paths that you could go down. It takes a lot of self-discipline. It takes a lot of grit and it is extremely rewarding. Um, but the statistics are very much against you for starting your, your own small business. Uh, I think it is, I want to say it's like eight out of 10 small businesses fail in their first five years. And I think another nine out of 10 that make it beyond five, make it to 10. Um, I'm not sure I'd have to look at the SBA site to get those most up-to-date statistics, but the odds are, are definitely, uh, against, starting your own company and growing your own company. And I'm not trying to discourage anybody from doing that, but it sounds great to wake up and be able to not have anybody tell you to put clothes on and go get coffee from your kitchen and then sit amongst your laundry and just drink a cup of coffee and have a completely free schedule. But for me, what I'm going through right now is that I have no less than six team members that their families depend on the company that I've built for their livelihood. And so now it's not just me worried about my job, but it's me worried about my job, six individuals and their families. And so I can't tell you that the life of an entrepreneur is any less stressful. I think my background as a counselor and a therapist makes me uniquely aware to the stress factors of being an entrepreneur. And I I do my best to organize those and mitigate those as best as I can. But if you are unhappy in your current job, I don't think it is unwise. And I would advise that you start some kind of a side hustle in the aspect of asking people what you're good at, what are your skills and abilities. And anybody today can set up a website and sell products or services. And LLC is like 50 bucks in the United States, 75 bucks in the United States. And you can start consulting, sharing your knowledge, sharing some kind of service, build an online course, sell something if you wanted to. I I think in this day and age, especially right now, to just rely on a paycheck is really scary. So being able to diversify your income streams and figure out how to uh, sell yourself as as a product or as a service or sell a service. Um, that do, now it just sounds like I told all your listeners to become prostitutes, which is not what I was aiming for. But um, being able to have the knowledge and share it in a way that helps individuals have a better quality of life, whether that be through a product or service, I, I think that for all of your listeners that there's an opportunity out there, even if they already have one company to, to start multiple income streams and collaborate with others. And, but don't, if you don't have a plan yet after listening to this, don't just tell your boss, Oh, I listened to bunny young and um, she told me to go quit my job and start my own company. I think that there's a smart way to transition from, a paycheck to an entrepreneurial income stream. And there are a ton of books out there. There are a ton of um, speakers out there, myself included, who are are willing to offer our knowledge to help you be happy in what you're doing. Because at the end of the day, if you're thrilled with your job and you're thrilled with that circumstance, then 
there's really not anything else that uh, entrepreneurship can can offer you. But if you are missing something and you feel like you're here for a reason, you have a purpose and that your job's not fulfilling that, then by all means, I think at the bare minimum, start a side hustle. Oh, yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that uh, multiple streams of income are essential right now. So for those people that want to go down that road, quit their job and start some type of side hustle, but not sure exactly where to begin, how do they find their purpose? So take out a sheet of paper and draw a line down the middle and on one side, write skills and on the other side, write abilities. And so the definition of a skill is something that you learned how to do a trade or something that you picked up in your years of being on this earth. And ability is something that you were born with. So like a natural communicator, being charismatic, those kinds of things are just your abilities. And once you've listed all of those, pick up the phone and call five, eight, 10 friends, family members and ask them, what you think or what they think that that you're good at and what are some of your skills and and your abilities and then once you have all of that kind of look at what the the strongest are the most prevalent are that you enjoy doing right so it's look at where the biggest overlap is and then also then ask yourself what you enjoy doing and then uh tertiary thirdly try to find what is that gap that you could have somebody pay you to do. And so if you have a nine to five job and you do this exercise and you find that people think that you're really good at cooking and that you are just an amazing chef and that your knowledge of the local farmers and Uh, how to get local produce is just off the charts and you love gardening, you love cooking, you love being outside and you've got this business knowledge. Well, then maybe you put together, uh, you identify that there's a gap where there might be like a food desert um, in around your neighborhood of people that don't necessarily necessarily have access to locally grown cooked meals. And so they're just running by a restaurant, getting a to-go order or doing Grubhub or whatever it is. And so you start doing um, locally sourced farm table meal delivery and you start doing farm tours for the neighborhood that they can come out and meet these farmers that are growing this food while also being able to provide them with locally sourced food. Or you, you know, use a local berry farm to start doing family events to reconnect the community with the farms. And that's a simple exercise, but it it's so powerful because it's a perspective that your own perspective and then allowing others to kind of give you their feedback on where they think your strengths are and what skills and abilities they see demonstrated when you're sharing time with them. And then being able to figure out what it is that there's a gap that people will exchange value with you. And you can even ask some of your friends and family, like, would you pay for this? You know, I I always say don't invent a product until you have somebody to buy it. So if I want to make a talking duck for meetings for to pass around when individuals are talking too long. You know, I'm going to call 10 of my clients that have team meetings of 10 or more people and say, you know, do you have issues with people talking too long in your 
meetings and they'll say, yeah, okay, well, I was thinking about coming up with this stuffed duck that, you know, you'd squeeze and it would say, you know, time to move on or time to get back to the agenda. Would you pay for that? And five of them say, yeah, absolutely. And five, three of them say, I don't know. I'd have to, you know, see a little bit more information on it. And one says, you know, I can I give you money now? And the other two say, I think that's the stupidest thing. Well, at least I know I'm kind of on to something versus spending all of my money, my time, my energy kind of making this duck only to find out that nobody really wants it. (laughs) Exactly. Bunny, uh, what's one piece of advice that you would give to a struggling entrepreneur today? Find a mentor. Find somebody that is in a position that you want to be in at a level of success that you want to be in. Um, There's some kind of quote that I'm going to completely miss right now of you're the sum of the um, average of five people that you hang out with uh, or spend time with, something like that. I'm sure it was horrible. We can put it in the the comments for the podcast so that we have a, a better quote reference. But, you know, you should, I would invite you to, I'm not going to say you should, but I would invite you to find a mentor or find a couple mentors that can help you because it, it really is all about relationships and resilience. It's not about cracking an Instagram follower code. It's not about getting Facebook ads or Google ads exactly perfect. It's not about $15,000 a month worth of, you know, ad marketing spend. It's about finding that right relationship, whether it's with your client, whether it's with prospects, whether it's with a distribution channel. So finding a mentor can greatly reduce your learning curve, which means that you're going to save a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of money. And authentically connecting in those relationships. And most successful entrepreneurs, again, myself included, are happy to hop on the phone and share our knowledge or are happy to communicate by email. And we didn't get here without the relationships of those that came before us. Any successful entrepreneur is going to tell you that there was somebody that came before them that helped them and paved the way, whether it's a paid coach, whether it's a mentor, a teacher, an advisor, a parent, a family member, whomever it is, We all had somebody. And for me, I'm blessed that I've had many individuals and I continue to have many individuals. So it's not just you. It it is making sure that you are connecting with those relationships and that when you're struggling, that you're honest with those relationships and let them know that you're struggling and let them know what you're struggling with. Because I guarantee you, you're not the first entrepreneur to be struggling with that particular issue. And there is somebody there who is willing to help you get through it and may have some tips that will help you get back to the upside of the entrepreneurial roller coaster and making that world a better place. Oh yeah, for sure. A strong support system is imperative to success, I believe. Absolutely. So Bunny, are you working on anything new? Am I working on anything new? Always. I mean, I'm always meddling in in something. Uh, So right now I have a book that I am finishing up. We put together a 
entrepreneurial toolbox um, called Defy. And, you know, when you put all these tools together, it, it seems a little bit overwhelming. It's in an online course and and we've had some people go through it and it's, it's awesome. But I was looking at the framework of some of the other uh, individuals, like I said, who have come before me and most of them wrote a book on kind of the method, whatever they were teaching, and then drive the traffic from the book of people that want to learn more to this online course. And so I decided that I was going to put the Defy framework into a book uh, that individuals and entrepreneurs could kind of pick up and and learn more about my entrepreneurial journey and why I chose these specific tools. And some of them come from my actual coaches, uh, not me coaching people, but um, individuals who have coached me. Some of them come from me coaching individuals um, and my background as a therapist. And so that's kind of a new thing. I don't really like writing. And so I have a, a writing accountability partner that's working with me on that. But that's really the newest thing that I'm pushing myself into is is presenting my ideas in a f- media format that I don't necessarily normally do because I'm a speaker and I have blogs, but I do mainly videos and podcast interviews to get my message out there. And so being able to actually write an entire book is something that I'm proud of as well as it's, I, I want to get through it so that I can share with others how to tackle those things in your company that you're not necessarily super good at, or it's not that I'm not excited about the book, but it's a daunting task when you set out to say, I'm going to write a book. So I'm glad I have my writing accountability partner there to give me that sugar-coated swift kick in the booty. (laughs) I know what you mean. It totally is though. I've been dragging my feet myself on that. Yeah. Accountability partner. I'm telling you, when you pay somebody to make sure that you get it done, Somehow you get it done. And Benjamin Franklin is a really good accountability partner because the more bends that I have to surrender in the process of me getting it done, the more Benjamin tends to motivate me. (laughs) Uh, So, Bunny, where can uh, listeners find you? So the best place to find me is we have a, a Facebook group called ABP, which is a better place difference makers, or on Instagram, it's a better place consulting and bunny has six legs. So those are my personal and, and business Instagram and either one of those feedback and kind of where you can find everything is, is bunnyyoung.com. You can find the Instagram, LinkedIn, all the social media from there, as well as the Facebook group right there at bunnyyoung.com. So that, that's an amazing website because as you said, what am I, is new and exciting that I'm working on? Well, I have five companies. And so we point bunnyyoung.com to pretty much the, the thing that has my heart and passion at the moment. And so that's the best way to, to stay up to date with us and me. Awesome. Bunny, thanks so much for joining us today and sharing your insights with us. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Thank you for making the world a better place and for everything that you do to share with your listeners and help people grow smarter. Please remember to rate and review the show. It really helps new listeners find us. 
We welcome you to leave comments because we read everyone and it definitely helps tremendously with improvements to the show. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss an episode.